Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Taco Tuesday, one week away from opening night of the Los Angeles Lakers regular season. I'm Alex Padilla, at Alex Padilla 86 He's Alex Regla, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Alex, I hope you're doing better than the young guys on this team. How are you? I'm doing well. It's funny, right? Like, it was supposed to be the old guys who were supposed to get hurt, not the young guys. You know, that was my biggest concern of the season. I, I think I've even expressed myself on this show saying, like, hey, you know, I'm expecting some guys to be in and out of the lineup. I was never expecting the three young guys to already be out. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're going today. Uh, here, almost done with preseason, two more games to go. And like I said, the Lakers take on the Warriors opening night on Tuesday of next week. But, man, we got to start here, Alex. Where else? Injuries. Uh, I'll run it through, and then we can go through it individually. I think probably the most serious one. I mean, they're both serious, but I would say this one is super serious. THT. Uh, it is reported that he's going to have surgery on torn ligaments of his right thumb. And I haven't got an official timeline from anybody, but I did see one blue check where it said, depending on the surgery, it could be 8 to 12 weeks. For THT. Trevor Ariza is out with a right ankle injury. He had surgery. He's out two months. Malik Monk has a right groin strain. He's out at least a week. And then today we find out that Kendrick Nunn has a right ankle sprain. He's out at least for the Warriors game tomorrow. Alex, overall <laughs> thoughts? It, I don't know. It's like a snowball. Like It sucks because I thought last season was just like one of those years. Like, all right. It, everything just like shit the bed and there's just gonna be injuries all over the place we just gotta live with it next year will be better but um yeah it's kind of like post-traumatic stress like it's oh shoot it's happening again like you said it's not obviously a reason's older like that's to be expected almost but yeah for tht and monk and none and all three really were having pretty solid preseasons like i really liked what we saw from tht Monk has kind of been the story of the preseason so far. So it kind of sucks that they each are going to have a minor setback or hopefully in THD's case, it's not too long. But yeah, hopefully um, the rest of the guys can kind of step up in their place. And there's going to be a lot of interesting rotation kind of uh, cause and effects here that I'm interested to see what Vogel does. Yeah, so let's get into it here. Let's start off with THT. So uh, right ligament surgery on his right thumb out up maybe 8 to 12 weeks. I don't know if you've seen anything other. I, I, yeah, like, I heard um, I, I, most recent examples of this injury, like some guys have come back as soon as like five weeks. But the mm-hmm. general, yeah, it's like five, any, anywhere between five and 12 weeks I've heard. Okay, so that's not good. Uh, that's Let's just say at on the bright, you know, let's say it's 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 at least a month at least yeah at least a month probably a month and a half minimum mm-hmm. without THT so that to me makes that signing of Rondo a little better uh just <laughs> He's another a guy, ball handler. yeah I thought of with this all these news yeah yeah just another ball handler there but I mean you know we were hearing so many things about THT in the offseason they obviously I mean whether you like to believe the way I'm about to say or not, the Lakers chose THT over Caruso. And yeah. right, I mean he's I the mean, he's the fourth highest player behind Westbrook, LeBron, AD. So he's he's not just like a young guy anymore in terms of how they view him. And from my understanding, the reason they didn't bring back Caruso was strictly financial. 
Yeah. So I think I have that right. So when I say I think the Lakers chose THT over Caruso, I don't think I'm speaking at a term. And now you're out. You're out. He's gone for a while. And I think to me, this is because of the length of injury and because of I do think he was going to get a lot of backup minutes. I think he was going to be part of that second rotation, that second group. This is a huge, huge loss. I mean, there were some reports that he would battle for a starting spot. Like the starting lineup, I would not be shocked if THT were able to crack it, especially after the really strong preseason he was having. So, yeah, like he wasn't, a, this wasn't going to be a year where he was sitting on the bench. Like he would be a top six rotation player, like no doubt about it. So, hopefully, this doesn't like set him back because I thought he was making some nice little like positive strides in the right direction this preseason. And you would hope that would carry over. So hopefully this doesn't set him back. I mean, we're, like, there's been seasons in the past, like Kuzma, where he would come in hurt in training camp, and it, it kind of just like stuck with him all year. Like uh, D'Angelo Russell, this would happen a lot to him. So I hope this just is a thing he can kind of get out of the way early on, and it's fine the rest of the year. But these things, these things linger. So I just hope this isn't the case with him. Yeah, you never know, especially it's on the right hand, it's on the shooting hand. Uh, we've seen guys play with, with things wrapped up on their non-dominant hand, but this is a whole different thing. This is your shooting hand, your dominant hand. Um, I will say this before we like jump into everybody's injury. I think I, I'm going to be optimistic. I think the fact that it's the young guys gives me a little bit of like sigh of relief. You know, because if we were talking about, you know, I know Ariza is, is one of them, but let's say like Melo's hurt. Russ is hurt. AD's hurt. Like I would be a lot more freaked out. And I'll and, and I and I will admit that these three guys, I do believe, are going to play significant. All four of these guys, we're going to play a significant amount of playing time. So I'm not saying that they're not big losses, but the fact that they are the young guys, the fact that 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 they're the ones that are that are hurt right now, I'm I'm okay with it because I feel like they can recover. Whereas you know, if a Melo gets hurt and he has a right ligament, then like does that take longer because mm-hmm. he's 30 over in his mid late 30s i don't know yeah and and like obviously you don't want any anyone to get hurt but at least the the trio of lebron ad and westbrook um does doesn't like there will be any setbacks with those three and they can kind of right. at least start off the year all healthy and kind of build that chemistry that they really need because at the end of the day it, it's if those three don't learn how to play together don't perform well then i guess everyone else like won't be as impactful or does it really matter in terms of like how well they play or don't like those three stars need to play well so building Mm -hmm. that like consistency and chemistry right away is really vital so thankfully fingers crossed those three are at least okay before the season starts and malik monk is out for at least a week with a right groin strain and from my understanding alex you can tell me more uh he's been playing pretty well he's been one of the few guys who's actually making his outside (laughs) shots um so yeah, you, you can see why he a lot of fans are gravitating towards him. And he's a young he's actually one of the younger guys on the team. He's like pretty dynamic with the ball. Like and, and like I said, like playing off LeBron and Russ, like seems like a perfect fit just in terms of spacing and stuff like that. So I think that's what sucked. It was the timing, because he really was making a, a really nice uh preseason run here. And he could have again, another guy could have argued might have been a starter if it this didn't happen. Um, and now we got to Kendrick Nunn that today, this was a surprise. He popped up on the injury mm-hmm. report for the Lakers. They say he's out with a right ankle injury, uh, or sprain, excuse me. Uh, no details yet. I haven't seen any blue check marks. Tell us more about that. But we do know that Kendrick Nunn is out tomorrow. How has he played in the preseason? 
he's been kind of up and down. I, I think his defense has actually been um, more of a highlight than his offense. Like offensively, he he's like a blur. Like he can get to the rim. He, he has a lot of craft to his game. But defensively, I liked how he's challenged like the perimeter, the point of attack. Like his closeouts with his speed have been really well. Um, but hopefully, this injury is more precautionary because, like you said, I haven't seen anyone report like the severity of it or give us a timetable like we did with Monk. Um, so yeah. hopefully this is just like, it's a little sore. They don't want to risk it. Let him sit the last two games and let's go. But uh, yeah, with THT and Monk possibly missing some time, they need all the, the guard depth they can get. So none again, none is another one of the higher, higher paid players. So he would be expected to have a consistent role this year. Um, yeah, and I haven't seen the word high ankle sprain, which is good because mm-hmm. I know that takes a lot longer. I've just heard ankle sprain, so yeah, hopefully you're right. Well, if if more comes out while we talk, I will definitely pass that along. But that's all we know so far is that Kendrick Nunn has a right ankle sprain, and then Trevor Ariza, which is going to take me to my next point, he's out for two months with a right ankle injury. Yeah. He had surgery on that. Um, so again, we find ourselves asking the question: Who's going to guard the wing? Who's going to perimeter guard for this team? Um, Basemore. <laughs> it seems like Basemore. <laughs> and I think that's why Vogel, like, if you've listened to his quotes, he's really been, like, really positive in terms of any time he could talk about Basemore. And yesterday, I thought Basemore was really impressive defensively. Um, he seems like a lock to be in the starting lineup because of his versatility defensively. He's shown he can make a couple wide-open threes when they're there. Uh, he's a bit wild when he drives to the paint, turnover heavy stuff like that but in terms of defensively he seems like a guy they're really gonna rely on uh yeah dude so i i know that that james ennis has been basically <laughs> yeah like tweeting live tweeting during <laughs> laker games like hire me bro i can play defense i can play defense they do have a roster spot open um do you think that that could be filled by somebody or do you think they're just going to keep it open what do you think that roster spot with these injuries, i don't know at least to start the season it would make sense to maybe bring somebody right if james ennis, james ennis ends up on the lakers like this is the perfect time to like like uh, campaign for it like there's definitely need for some defense on the perimeter he has good size um even a guy like west matthews is still out there so i'm a bit surprised yeah, about <laughs> yeah i'm a bit surprised those two guys haven't been picked up yet but i'm not sure the lakers are um going to be actively searching for that they might just give guys like austin reeves who uh, i was literally about to say is we're gonna see some hillbilly mamba we, again, he's been another bright spot honestly like there's been a few and i think reeves is really kind of impressed in terms of just showing that this the game isn't too fast for him it's not too big for him his shooting has kind of come along well he can play make some he could defend i think that's the biggest thing his defense has been better than i thought it would be so i wouldn't be surprised if reeves kind of gets some like second third quarter minutes so that's your injury report. Nothing good, obviously. Uh, THT, like I said, out. Malik Monk, out. Kendrick Nunn, out. Trevor Ariza, out. Um, and I think it was Harrison that made the point of the four guys age 28 or younger, three are already out. Of course. And the only one remaining <laughs> is Austin Reeves, the Hillbilly Mamba. So that is where we're at with the Lakers and their injuries. Not good. Um, THT to me is the biggest bummer yeah. because of the length of it. I know Trevor Ariza was going to get a lot of run as well. Uh, I just didn't really know what to expect from him. My expectations and my hopes for THT were a lot higher. I was expecting him to have, you know, just continue a trajectory of being better and better and better because I think that's what the Lakers are planning on. 
Um, so that one is a big bummer for me. Uh, the Lakers have two more preseason games before the opener next week. They play tomorrow night uh, versus the Golden State Warriors, and they play Thursday night at Sacramento, and that is it for the preseason. So who do you the think? Big news. Oh, I was yeah, gonna go ask ahead. you, who do you think like gets impacted the most by these injuries? Like in terms of maybe getting more playing time or less playing time? Uh do you are you now forced to go bigger? I, that's why I was asking like, the last part. Like, does this mean yeah. that AD is no longer he is gonna start at center, according to him, this next preseason game. Yeah. But um when the regular season comes around, given that there's gonna be some guards missing, some wings missing, does that mean they're almost forced to play bigger, you think? I would assume so. Unless they just have this plan, like AD is our center and this is what we're going to do. So let's just start it off and, and just plug and play, guys. I It doesn't really – I would say it wouldn't make sense to, to start AD just because of you have four injuries to mm-hmm. your backcourt. Um, so I would assume that this leads to, I don't know, DJ – who would start, DJ or Dwight? I, 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 I mean, DJ has been starting li- literally almost every preseason game so far. So I don't know if you want to take too much away from that, but he has – played a lot with Anthony Davis so far so I, I guess DJ although Dwight like in terms of the most dominant player so far in the preseason for the Lakers it's been Dwight he's been incredible like on both ends against the Warriors I think he put up like 20 something had 11 rebounds really was physical all game like uh he's been the most impressive big so mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking like you said the lack of guards it kind of almost forces Frank Vogel's hand but it does kind of go against every report we've heard of AD playing center. And he kind of went out of his way to say, I'm playing center Tuesday. So again, this preseason game, to be clear. So we'll see right. if that carries over. But besides that, maybe a guy like Rondo, like you mentioned earlier, gets more playing time. But mm-hmm. we'll see. Oh, Rondo 100% is getting more playing time. Get get ready for it. Regular season Rondo is getting some playing, some playing time. We all know Frank Vogel loves him some Rondo. But I would say... If I had to choose, I would start DJ regardless of production because I like Dwight off the bench. I like the energy off the bench, and I also don't trust him to not get in foul trouble as a starter. That's a good point. That, the, foul, the foul trouble is a, is a really good point because they need him. They need his fouls, honestly, uh, to, to, to kind of throw him on the bigs like Jokic, Embiid, stuff like that. And he, if he starts off on, on those guys, you can see him getting subbed out really early. And Frank Vogel's yeah. been a guy. like He really likes to keep his rotation set. So, like, JaVale wasn't the best center or even, like, a super above-average center, but he did kind of keep everyone in their right role where he would play the first five, six minutes, and then he was kind of gone for almost the half. But he kind of just let everyone be in their kind of placeholders and let it go from there. So even though DJ hasn't particularly looked great, he does kind of help slot guys, I guess you can say. And it's also, are the Lakers going to be reactive or are they going to be proactive against the Warriors? I'm just talking about regular season because, you know, the late, the Warriors are going to run on you. Now that Clay's back, Steph's there, you know, Wiseman is their center. So would it be advantageous to kind of match up with Anthony Davis and not go with two big guys? I, in terms of just like strictly from a game-to-game basis, it makes sense to kind of mix and match. But Vogel, he remember he had that quote where he said, right. That, so it kind of goes against it like, Obviously, AD would be a much, much better matchup, especially against the Warriors. Like, if you're going to play mm-hmm. AD at center, like, this is the game to do it. But right. Vogel made that quote where he said that he wants to keep his starting lineup set and his rotation set and not mix and match so much during the year. So, we have kind of two opposing forces here. 
he said that before four of his guys that's were true. hurt. That's true. That's true. And um, as we all know, uh, excuse me, I was gonna say Rondo Vogel. We we know he's not scared to just completely switch things up. Like he has shown that he's he's totally fine riding a hot hand. Mm-hmm. He's totally fine switching lineups. He's totally so. I would assume that I think depending on how long Monk and Nunn are out, I would assume that it's going to be a game-to-game basis. Wouldn't you? I, I would almost kind of hope, like, in terms of just, like, maximizing what they can do from a game-to-game basis, given the injuries, like, THT, Ariza, those are core, like, rotation pieces that it, you can't really replicate, or in terms of, like, I mean, you can, but just you need to kind of find other ways to kind of have advantages from a game-to-game basis, and, like, having AD at center almost is, like, the biggest advantage you can have. So I, I'll say this, like, I think whoever starts Tuesday against the Warriors, like, I think that's going to be the starting lineup for a while. So if it's AD at center, that's a big kind of like proclamation from Vogel. Like, this is what we're rolling with. Um, I, I'm with you, man. Uh, if it were up to me, I, I, it's early on in the season. I think that the West has not significantly improved over the offseason. I except the Warriors. I do think they're just because they're getting clay back, I think they're the most improved team already. Um not including the Lakers. So if it were up to me though, if I'm gonna really commit to AD at the five, just commit to it. Let's let's not lollygag around. Let's not really you know, let's just not mess around with it. Let's just put them there. Because I don't mind DJ and Dwight coming off the bench for 15, 20 minutes a game, whatever it's going to be. And if it's, and like we said earlier, or you said it earlier, it, none of this matters if Russ, LeBron, and AD are not playing well together. None of it. Exactly. Like if those three guys aren't working, and then all the other marginal stuff doesn't really matter. Like who plays what position, like who's available, who's not available. It's those three guys are, is going to determine how the season goes. Um, Sorry, I got a little distracted there, Alex Regla, because uh, I was refreshing Twitter just to see if there was anything new on 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 uh, none, and I just saw that John Gruden is resigning. I saw that so, as well. so, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, yeah, if you follow football, that's uh, that is a story over there. Is that, that is, is that story. the like uh, you can't fire me, I quit like approach to him? I guess. I think it was. Uh, I'm not even going to deal with this. <laughs> I'm not even going to deal with this. I'm just going to bounce like get out of the limelight as fast you might like he's gonna have to answer questions for about this the rest of the season so why i guess it's the right move anyways back to the lakers uh there is some good news uh, um tomorrow in the preseason game ad mm-hmm. lebron russ will finally play together dude but you got to tell me because i don't mind sharing this with the public i haven't watched a single second in the preseason <laughs> and i don't plan on watching a single second of the preseason because i don't think it matters like russ i actually saw a quote uh, did I see like somebody asked Russ oh. about his turnover because it's bad? I did see that. Yeah, I think it's twelve turnovers in thirty-six minutes average. Is that it what be, I saw? It might be more. I think he has like fifteen turnovers in two games, basically. And he was like, "Well, it's preseason, right?" He's like, "Yeah." So they don't count, right? He's like, "Right." He's like, "Right." So I'm with you, Russ. Listen, I have been to many Laker preseason games because they used to come to San Diego until the ice melted the floor and, and all that, that drama a while ago. And even then I didn't care, you know, like, it's just like, I don't take too much from it. I don't, I really, really don't. LeBron was at a chargers game <laughs> two hours, two hours before tip off. And you know, what's funny. 
Nobody even mentioned that Mello was there right next to him. Yeah. Like, so it's like, they know it doesn't mean anything. I know it doesn't mean anything. And I'm not going to be like Anthony and start freaking out on Twitter about preseason turnovers. <laughs> I'm just not, dude. Sorry. I mean, they're almost expected. Like, all, like, okay, so, like, I've watched almost all of the turnovers he's he's made. Some are just, like, he's passing to, I don't know. Like, he's passing to a designated spot every time before he even, like, reads the defense. Like, this is where the pass is supposed to go to type thing. And, like, it's getting picked off pretty easily. Other times, like... He's just throwing it so hard. Like, uh, close quarters passes are just being, like, fumbled out of bounds because he's throwing them too hard. So, uh, again, it's a brand new roster he's playing with. He hasn't played in every preseason game so far. These are guys he's never played with before. Um, he's definitely amped. You can tell yesterday playing at Staples Center for the first time. He kind of was trying a little too hard. He's been a little too unselfish also, which I think, plays a part into it like if the defense knows you're gonna pass every time it makes things really predictable like we can just load up the paint we know you're not gonna shoot so that type of stuff so it's just a lot of contextual things at once going on but if he's gonna have these turnovers i'd rather have him do these turnovers now than when these games actually count yeah i'm with you and i think that russell is you know it's freezing he's gonna try stuff he's gonna force stuff because because it doesn't matter it really does not matter like i cannot emphasize enough you know what matters playing and getting hurt that's what matters yeah. um i i i think that and i've said this before i think that the lakers will have to figure it out in the first couple weeks of the season that's just like when you bring in a guy like russell westbrook and take the ball out of lebron's hands it's going to be an adjustment period you know the reason why ad and lebron worked right away is because we knew who the primary ball handler was we knew that their games complemented each other Russ's really doesn't. So I think that tomorrow might be a better indicate. Like I might tune in tomorrow for like the first, you know, the beginning of the game just to see mm-hmm. what it does. But even then, if they struggle and if it's a log jam, great. They'll figure it out and then they got to move on. Like, so I think that the adjustment period will happen when the real season gets going next week. I, I, I do hope they like, I, I don't expect them to play a ton of minutes tomorrow, but I do. I'm happy that the, all three of them are playing. And like AD said, like he's supposed to start at center tomorrow, so we can get uh, at least some film and sample of that, how that looks. Um, I, I hope they play a little more, all three of them, that final preseason game, just to get ready. Like they, they really mm-hmm. need to build that on court chemistry, because like for as important practices, you you need to see it against like live action, different people, opponents. So yeah, like again, it's preseason. It's expected to be sloppy. Uh, they haven't really approached these games super seriously. Like they, the offense hasn't looked good at all. The shooting hasn't been good. Um, it looks clunky. I will say the defense has kind of come around though. The last couple mm-hmm. games, it's it's kind of like a bizarre world. Lakers. We thought the old guys would get hurt. It's the young guys. We thought the offense would be like amazing right away, but it's the defense kind of looking good. So I don't know. Hopefully those are good signs. What are your what are your what are your initial impressions from the Lakers here? in the preseason like obviously you've t- you said that you know monk's been probably the best player dwight's been dominant when he's played uh you've liked what you've seen from none like just an overall impression of what you've seen like are you taking something away you're like okay that right there i want to see that in the regular season or that right there never do that again uh yeah it's tough right because preseason it's really hard to gauge what's real what's not i, I think monk um maybe is more of a like 
rotation guy than I thought he might be. Like, I think early on, you and I kind of said he might be one of the guys who kind of gets the short end of the straw. Like, he doesn't get a lot of minutes. But if he continues just to be the only guy who makes his shots, I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of, like, surpasses a guy like Ellington in terms of rotation time. Um, I'm, I'm happy to see that Dwight is still Dwight because he's an older player now, and um, he looks kind of like the Dwight we had with the Lakers a few years ago. So, yeah, I, I think the defense has been a bright spot after, like, a really rough start on that end. I think at least they, the activity level has been encouraging. Uh, the offense, I'll say, um, is a little worrisome, but again, we have, like, zero minutes with all three of those guys on the floor. So it's tough to really say if that's real or not. Yeah, well, it's, we got two more of those. We got two more of those. Alec, are you tuning in? You watching? Like, I, I definitely got to watch like every minute. Uh, no, not not every minute, but I definitely <laughs> got to watch the that Westbrook Lebron AD trio to see what it looks like. Is there something that you were looking like watching to see how that looks, like the spacing or like who has the ball yeah, think, or what? Yeah, yeah, dude, for sure. Especially if they play a Dwight or DJ starting center. I think that's going to be very interesting to see what it's going to look like. I mean, we still don't know who the starting lineup is. I was going to ask is. you, if it's LeBron, <laughs> not not who's the starting lineup, but who who do you think starts uh, tomorrow? Like, it's say say it's LeBron, Westbrook, and AD at center. Who, yeah. who else starts next to him tomorrow? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, I think Baysmore. But yeah, I don't know I who the other Baysmore. person is. Who would fit in? Mello? Oh, yeah, maybe. Mello has been, I'll say this, I, in terms of what else has stood out. Melo has played more than I thought he would. Like he's playing quite a bit of minutes here. Well, and next to AD, hurt. he's been playing some minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's a uh, that's probably your lineup. Probably. Yeah, I, um, I I can see it, and I wouldn't be surprised. So then that leads me to to, to ask you that. It, let's say you got, you see that starting five. Would you rather have that, or would you rather maybe take Melo out and put in? DJ and mm. go with that. I, I think if you, like what excites you more? <laughs> I, 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 I think I would go with Mello. I, I think you're giving yourself the most spacing with that lineup. You're, you would have a uh, base. Although base and like base and Mello aren't like the most decorated shooters. Like Mello still can shoot it. Right. Like, don't get me wrong, but he's more of a low post guy now where he kind of like turns around, kind of bullies his mismatches and stuff like that. Like he did make, he, he can make his threes. Like he's a good enough shooter, but if you have Westbrook, LeBron, AD, I think you still do need a little bit more spacing out there. So, unfortunately, guys like Monk um, and stuff like that are going to be playing. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vogel kind of goes with that to start the season. I don't know. What about you? I think if it's up to me, I'd probably go with the smaller of the lineup just because I think it's more conducive to the Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Uh, starting, um, you know, I, I have high hopes for Russell Westbrook. And maybe too high of hope. I don't. And what I mean by hope is, like his willingness to 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 be aggressive, but to dish more. Like I'm not. You know, Russell's played with with guys like Bradley Beal. He's played with KD. He's played. Obviously, he's played with superstars. Mm-hmm. But he's never really played with two. No. It's always. It's always been. He's never been part of a trio. So I'm very curious, and I'm hopeful that he can still be aggressive, but be smarter. With the basketball, which I know we haven't seen yet, <laughs> yeah. so um, I would go with the smaller lineup. And if you want to, you know, I'm hopeful that next week, you know, Monk is back 
and and Kendrick is precautionary, or, and then we can have a little bit more, you know, flexibility. Because if we do, I think Monk starts, right? I don't know, honestly. I I I don't know how much like how much Monk has to show to surpass a guy like um, Mallow or even a guy like Ellington. I know Ellington hasn't had the best preseason, but he's still like has historically been an amazing shooter. Um, I he's a veteran. I don't know if Vogel kind of wants to just go full veteran lineup and then let Monk be like this microwave scorer off the bench because like the Monk Dwight lineups have looked really good so mm-hmm. and we already think that Dwight's coming off the bench I wouldn't be surprised if he just keeps him there that's why like, I would keep my eye out for Ellington again I know he hasn't played well but he's still a veteran who can space it and does have gravity like defenses still have to know where Monk is on the floor so I think there's value in that so yeah, it would be very concerning if all four of those guys are all out for the opener. Uh, then I would likely change my mind and go big, because, just to give you something off the bench. Because that bench, if if you go if you go small, who's on your bench? Wayne Ellington and Rondo. Yeah. Yeah, right? uh, yeah. Wayne Ellington, Rondo, yeah. Dwight, um, and DJ. Yeah, maybe some Austin Reeves. I don't know. They, they're going to have yeah. to be creative. Um, they are. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Vogel has some tough, like tough decisions to make, and like I said, I think if none, like specifically, isn't that hurt and can play, like he can play the two or the one, he at least gives them a little more flexibility out there. Actually, the more I think about it, the more these injuries really suck because I just bum myself out about the bench like, coming off the bench. So hopefully, two of those guys will be back yeah. for the opener. Hopefully. Um, so that's it, man. Alex, uh, did you write anything for Silver Screen and Roll this week? Yeah, I did. Uh, just basically, like, if you haven't been following the preseason that closely, I did the first, um, like, takeaways from the first couple games. And, like, the, mm-hmm. I talked about the Ariza news, um, like, maybe some some consequences of, of that news, maybe who's impacted the most, what Vogel has to kind of come up with in terms of roster stuff. That was before those this, these most recent injuries. But I think the kind of the idea still stands in terms of like going big versus small, kind of what we talked about today. You can check that out at silverscreenandroll.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, anywhere that there is audio podcasts. We are there, and you can check Alex out on Twitter at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. You can follow me there at Alex Padilla 86 on Twitter. And man, I think the next time you'll hear from us will be post game after opening night. Yes. And I cannot wait. So let's do that, Alex. Let's do a prediction like we do every week. We won't predict the preseason games because I told you I'm not watching and I don't care. But I will predict (laughs) the opener. I want to do. I want to ask you two predictions. Okay. Uh, Name me your starting five. Okay. And if they win or not. I'll say I'm just gonna pretend like Monk and Tht are out, and I'll say none is back, but. Starting lineup, I go Russ, um, Bays, LeBron. I like. I, I think you're right. I think Mello maybe has figured it, like slotted himself in there. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll say AD at center. I say they commit to it. I, I at least I hope okay. that, and I think they win. What about okay. you? I'm gonna go with DJ, AD, Braun, Russ. And mellow. Oh, so Baze. Baze didn't make the cut. 
I need something off the bench, and I don't know what it is. Okay. It could be Mello or Bays. You could. I wouldn't be upset at either or. But I think that's what they'll go with. And just get stuff up. Even if Nunn and Monk are back, I think that's good stuff to get off the bench. Sure. Um, but maybe I'm just completely wrong. But we'll see. And I do think that the Lakers will win opening night. Yeah. Um, I'll say the DJ AD starting group, I think that's probably the more likely. I think I think that with the injuries, they are going to go big, at least to start the year. But I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'll just hold out hope that AD still starts at center. But man, what I've, you know what's crazy is that it wasn't that long of an offseason, but it felt like a long offseason because when the Lakers got eliminated in the opening round, it's been a really long time. So yeah, I'm just glad that it's back yeah. next week. Lakers, Warriors, Tuesday night, and we will talk to everybody then after the game, after the Lakers start 1-0. How's that sound, Alex? It sounds good. The turnovers will start to count, actually count now. Yeah. If Russell has 12 <laughs> turnovers opening night, then I'll go like, what the hell? What did we do? Yeah, now it's yeah. fair. Now it's fair to, to criticize. There you go. All right, Alex. We will talk to everybody next week. And like I said, uh, check them out on Twitter at AlexMRegler, at AlexPD86, and subscribe to this podcast. Alex, thanks. Thanks, man. man.